The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moten Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moten Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964. Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the Moten Mailbag, season two. I'm Leah. I'm Irene. And I'm Kanan. Welcome back, everybody. Leah, Irene, how are you all feeling today? It's late October, which means the best time of year is almost upon us. What are y'all's feelings with this super fast kind of whiplash of a year how it's been going so, so far? Yeah, whiplash definitely is the word for it. So you guys, spooky season's almost over. A little sad for me. But Halloween's right around the corner. Very exciting. Have a full day planned. Um, just adventures in Williamsburg. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. What is still? I thought the Halloween was canceled though. We're not going out per se, but I'm going to see people, and I'm going to the college of William and Mary to visit. So it's a full day for me. Historian asterisk. Yeah. Trick or treating is canceled. Yeah. For the, for the yeah. Unions, you know, and and the the parties for. Should be the, the slightly older ones. Yeah, the slightly <laughs> older ones. <laughs> I feel like Halloween trick-or-treating this year would you go to like your grandma's house, your aunt's house, or mm-hmm. like your mom's best friend's house, and that's only places you would go. Mm-hmm. If you even do that. I'm just gonna buy candy. Smart. On November first. Oh yeah, I get it on sale. That's the way to do it. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. The good thing about having kids is that they can't read calendars, well, up until a certain age. Uh, and so, like, I, they don't have to know Halloween's on Saturday, right? I can just say it's on Sunday and just get super discounted stuff. Like, yeah. They don't have to know, like, Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day. You can just say it's, you know, January the 15th or whatever, right? Like, it's fine. Oh, my God. I just, I just picture, I just picture your little girl, like, why is everybody else dressed up? What is happening? Oh, see, see, that's you got to be like the Manhattan Project, right? Like, okay. If you're gonna do okay. this, like you have to commit okay. and be secretive, <laughs> and like you have to like keep everybody inside. You know what I'm saying? What's going and, out today? Not ominous at all. You can record some people dressed up on Zoom or something like that, and like play it the next day. Like you got to build it up. Feasible. You know, like yeah. you know. well, sort of like telling your kids, you know, it's oh. It's New Year's Eve, and you know the clock turns to mm-hmm. midnight, but oh, it's only like eight o'clock. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, now, you put like, them to bed with a the babysitter. There's no clock turning because, like, analog clocks are basically gone. Like, mm-hmm. people don't be using mm-hmm. analog clocks like that. And it's like, I, I love a good like analog and a dog analog wristwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could feel the tick. Well, mm-hmm. that's how you know I don't own a Rolex or anything. But like, you can feel it. <laughs> it's like it's something like yeah. it's really I don't know cathartic. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And like having to wind your watch. Yeah, that's a thing. That's yeah. a whole. That's a whole thing. But what's not a thing is changing the battery. That is the absolute mm-hmm. worst experience mm-hmm. in that's the world. Nothing not. worse than changing a watch battery. Yeah. I've broken many a watch. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I couldn't figure out how to change the battery. <laughs> it's like yeah. Google. <laughs> I mean, Please help. Well, one time I took it to Walmart, and like their whole job like was to take the battery yes. out, but they were like, "We're not liable if this breaks." And I'm just like, oh, "That's not a good thing going. That's... Like, that's not a good way to go into this." And then they broke it, so I was like, yeah. "Well, that's probably I why mean, you have to say that." Yeah, you knew. Yeah, but but also, 
That is literally why you're yeah. at the, that counter. Approached the glass, said, can you change this watch battery for me, please? And I'm like, we're not liable for any broken property. I'm like, all right. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, okay. Uh, I don't have a good track record, let's so see. I guess I'll let you do it. And then they broke it. So, yeah, that's fine. That's that's unfortunate. Dislike button, something like that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, as this really weird fall kind of comes to an end of sorts, like, well, yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, weird. And it we was, were talking earlier about the weather, like, yeah. it was eighty degrees and it's fifty degrees, and it's like, geez, like, can we just stay consistent? Like, I yeah. pulled my jackets out and now I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Virginia weather is just a beast on its own. Yes. Yes. Well, people always say, if you don't like it, just wait a couple minutes. I'm like, well. Yeah, wrong. that's, you you're know, wrong. it's accurate. There is this day we had all four seasons. I was like, there's no way. Like, mm. winter in the morning, mm-hmm. nice spring, hot. Like, if I'm hot, it's hot. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, this is a nice fall evening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? I don't know. How do you dress? How do you plan? Layers. I mean. Layered. Got some heavier questions yeah. here today, so yeah. you know it's okay to start off a little light because we, we got some important stuff to talk. So I think we said Irene is going to get mm-hmm. us started. With yeah. Question. So my question for you all today is: Why should we be capitalizing the B in black? Very interesting to get this question, but also very fair uh, because I do think things change quite quickly, and even myself, you know. I am African American, right? But there's even stuff that I'm just like, wait a minute, when did this happen? Like mm-hmm. for for me, and to be completely transparent, for me that was, uh, and this is recently, at least to my understanding, like changing from saying people of color to saying BIPOC, right? I didn't know mm-hmm. where that came from. I didn't know who got to decide that. Like, yeah. and I think that that's at mm-hmm. least a fair enough understanding. I mean, that's a fair enough question. question. Yeah. Like, who who gets to pick? Like, right. you know, for black people, you know, from color to Negroes to black, like the best, I think the best way to say that is to let that group decide for themselves, which yeah, I think is sure. gradually what has happened, but like, you know, grammar and kind of like, uh, stylistic guys in terms mm-hmm. of APA, MLA, whatever, like, you know, so in terms of like editing English language, I mean, I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know who gets to, gets to pick, but I do know right. language is socially constructed so we can at least give ourselves that mm-hmm. ability to do, um, Capitalizing being black for me is something I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't seen probably until this year, earlier this year, um, saying we should capitalize to be in, in black. And we all kind of have looked at some articles and stuff kind of ahead of this. But um, long and short, I kind of have mixed feelings uh, about it. Um, I guess I'm slightly more positive toward it than unsure about it. But, you know, at the same time, I can see why people who are against it are against it. I'm, I'm not going to talk and hawk this entire time because I know other people have other things to say too but mm-hmm. um, from what kind of I read in, in a teen it's an attempt to kind of bring attention to a collective experience you know the collective experience of, of, of blackness uh, the only problem with that is that not the only problem with that but like being black means different things to different people like it's just kind of complicated but it's, it's, it's meant to kind of bring you know respect and to bring kind of a collective experience in a, in a just to show a collective experience and the kind of significance of what being black is. Um, and, I, and I think that's a good, well intended. Um, I just think some of the impacts may not be what, what, what were intended. I don't know. What do y'all think? I mean, some of the articles I covered in style guides were capital B, black, when referring to groups in racial, ethnic, or cultural terms. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's black people, you but that could mean somebody who is part of the African diaspora that's not African American. They're just black. Mm-hmm. They're maybe black Jamaican. They might yeah. be black British. Because mm-hmm. though, then that broke down to black versus African American, mm-hmm. not the same. Right. I remember this article or story rather, somebody who was British that was black. And someone were like, oh, you're African-American. And they were like, no, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm black and British. I'm not African-American. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. So then... There was an issue with the Harriet movie, right? Like with yes. the mm-hmm. actor who was... She was black and British, and she made some fairly disparaging remarks about American blacks. And mm-hmm. it was just like, wait a minute, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the struggle of saying like a holistic black mm-hmm. experience black people are not monoliths yeah. like everybody's experience is mm-hmm. different depending on a host of factors so yeah. it's just like well but in referring to the black experience then you have to define which experience mm-hmm. so it's like you, you have the umbrella term but then you specify yeah but and then that sort of brings brings in intersectionality mm-hmm. when your socioeconomic status and you know where you grew up regionally mm-hmm. intersectionality i'm gonna do a shameless plug right here because <laughs> the if you don't know now you know episode on intersectionality should be the preceding podcast in this feed so go back and listen to that and you come back and you he can hit pause on this one okay. <laughs> and you can go back and listen to that one um but yeah absolutely intersectionality is, is super huge in talking about mm-hmm. this because um, then we can start talking about colorism, right? Like blackness right. is such a broad term, right. yeah. which is a problem um, because, I mean, let's be real, black doesn't, it, it's not real, right? Race mm-hmm. isn't real. We created it to, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not scientific, it's not medical, right. it's you look right. like this, you're this. The problem is blackness can be a whole bunch of things to a whole bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. There are very light-skinned, white, passing blacks, right? And they're also very, very dark, mm-hmm. you know, and they're very dark, white individuals, right? But like, it... That's that's the problem of, of this very, mm-hmm. you know, trying to put people in categories yeah. because yes. there are people who slip through the cracks. And so now it's like, well, who gets to be black, mm-hmm. right? You get to be black, but not African-American. You know, are you part of the African diaspora? Okay, so if so, which part of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. That's another part of, you know, why generalizing blackness, like somebody from Algeria is going to look a lot different than somebody from South Africa, right? Absolutely. You know, it, yeah, it, Africa sure. is such a diverse nation in Africa continent in and of itself and so one thing i was reading in one of the articles was that you know well intended right trying to identify some sort of collective experience but it also creates the implication that you know africa is not as diverse a continent as europe right as asia which is not the case yeah and you know sort of coming at this from you know thinking about what does my white privilege say it says that i can express and claim that my family comes from Ireland, from Lithuania, from the Ukraine, you know, and I know that there are a lot of black people in the U.S. who don't necessarily have that privilege because it was stripped away from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think being able to capitalize the being black, at least, you know, like from this perspective of privilege, it says, okay, well, this is something you can claim. It is sure. yours. Yeah, and another example, I, you know, very well intended. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just difficult, right? Like, yeah, because, it's, like, it's like, how do we, 
you know, and with that with the heritage tracking too, it's just like this is thing the concept of like the wall of eighteen seventy, right? Mm-hmm. The first time blacks are included in the census. And so, yeah. you know, that's about as far back as people can, can trace. So like mm-hmm. how often and you know, then you have to go into like enslaved documents yeah. and mm-hmm. bills of sale and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just a difficult yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing, right? But I guess I, I lean more positive because it at least kind of beckons the question, yeah. you know, and it gets people talking about issues of, of African-Americans and of black people. Um, you know, I, I think it advances kind of a narrative. And even if there is some drawback to it, there's not a decision that was going to unilaterally please everyone. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, if this does more harm, you know, puts more good into the universe than bad, then I'm okay with it. And I think that's mm-hmm. where kind of I land. Yeah, sure. I didn't know I was going to say that until just now. Honestly, I think I was processing in real time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot to process and mm-hmm. filter through. You know, like I'm a black woman, but like I'm from Virginia, so all background. Yeah, right. it's all it. It's all yeah, in there. Sure. So it's like, how do you? Do I need to define myself? Right. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Not in racialized term. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but it's so common. Like they yeah. like. Oh, I'm filming. I'm signing up for Facebook. Oh, what race, gender? I'm like, why? Why do I need all this? I'm like, do you yeah, really just need my name? You're just like, tracking you know, on my information. What? Yeah, like, yeah. You, and now I'm going to start seeing ads for, you know, Cool Blue and like like menthols and stuff. Like, why are you not really because yeah. cigarettes can't advertise? But like, you know, yeah. are you just getting this information purely so you can advertise to my perceived demographic? Yeah. Like, I don't understand marketing. Yeah, is yeah. yeah, yeah, it's. At the end of the day, it comes back to the only color that matters is green, you know, and like, how can yeah. we make money off of you and what mm-hmm. you look like and where you live? Yeah. And, you know, the inter- that's intersectionality for yeah. business. Like, how yeah. can we cater to each of your cultures and subcultures mm-hmm. to make sure you buy our product? Yeah. Which is awful, but. Yeah, more or less. More or less, more or less. All right. Yeah, okay. I feel good about that. Yeah, right? yeah. I feel good about that. Because it, it's a simple question, but man, it's, is it not? Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. So many layers. So many layers. Mm-hmm. All right. I've got the next question. Okay. And uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't actually have it in front of me. But basically, both of you all, and maybe I'll chime in, Lee, are there examples of some good documentaries? Um, and, I'll, and I'll leave it broad. And, you know, we, we primarily are history, but like any good documentaries that you all recommend to our, our listeners? Yeah. Um, so one documentary that I watched recently, which I think, given the the time that we're going into, it's called All In, The Fight for Democracy. And it sort of timelines the voter suppression within the United States mm-hmm. and how it's sort of changed and cycled over time, mm-hmm. you know, where it started with, you know, the only people who had the right to vote were white property owning Christian men, you know, and then over time that was sort of stripped down to white property owning men or white men, you know, who are over the age of 21. And then however time it sort of grew to involve more people. But even today, you know, in 2020, there's still such a huge issue of voter suppression and uh, making sure that people know what their right to vote looks like in their given state. And uh, Stacey Abrams is one of the primary, um, I guess, actor, not actor, because it's a documentary. Yeah, she's, oh, you know, one oh, of the in post. The doc- in the documentary. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the host, maybe? Subject? I guess what's host, the host, yeah. What is the proper term for that? I don't know. Narrator, maybe. Yeah, narrator, okay. yeah. You know, they they sort of, you know, go through her life a little bit and yeah. her oh. how her grandparents, you know, because she is a direct oh, descendant of slaves. Hmm. And so, you yeah, know, sort of, that. yeah, you know, time tracking how her parents really encouraged her and her siblings, you know, hmm. vote. It is your civic duty to vote. Yeah, you yeah. should vote because right. there are people who don't have the right to vote. So I think I think that one's really interesting, you know, especially given that we are in an election year right now and right. how quickly things are coming up. What platform is it? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime for free, so nice. it's definitely something I would recommend. And then the other documentary, it's it's more of a docu-series, mm. really. Um, it's about maybe six or so episodes, 45 minutes each. So it's it's called Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. Mm. And I found it to be really interesting, you know, sort of thinking about the timeline of it and how when this was going on, you know, 2011, 2012, I was a kid in middle school mm. who did not have any idea about what was going on and that is because of my white privilege you know I didn't have to worry about you know my mom coming home and saying all right Irene I need to talk to you and your brothers and we need to have a chat about what to do when you leave the house mm. you know so for me it was it was very informational on just sort of learning about the black experience in the U.S. of being a young teenager and then also so it talked about, you know, how that really was one of the main catalysts for the Black Lives Movement and the, the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement came on and they were talking about that and how that really just shot off what would become, you know, something so internationally known. And it talked about stand your ground laws and how the NRA has been... A big proponent in a lot of states of these laws that really you know directly target or I'm not sure what the right word is but they disproportionately affect black like, lives target it's yeah, yeah. Certainly disproportionately yeah. yeah so I thought that was really interesting and informational and it's it's definitely something I would recommend to any of the white listeners out there Netflix uh, no this one is on Paramount Studios website. So if you have any cable login um, provider, then you just use that login information and you can watch it for free. What about you, Leah? So I um, watched 13th. It's on Netflix, right? Yep. And it's about the 13th Amendment. And it talks about the clause where slavery is still allowed as a form of punishment, which has turned into the prison industrial complex. This documentary had me stressed because it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. how it happened because I didn't have that background from like late 60s, 70s, 80s. Then I was like, oh, okay, situation. Mm-hmm. So it's one you watch, but then you call someone and be like, hey, I didn't talk you through this, so it makes sense to mm-hmm. me. It was a very long phone call. Yeah. Shout and out I, to Lisa. Yeah. Oh, I had to watch that one a second time. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, I watched it again and I was like, okay, this this makes more sense now. And I picked up on some other things and mm-hmm. probably watched it a third time. 
Yeah. You know, it's and just, there's a lot in it, but it's so good. Absolutely. And like, I haven't rewatched it because I have to be in my headspace. Right. Yeah. Because like, I took notes mm-hmm. while watching it and I haven't like reread my notes because I was like, all right, hold on. It's, I know you're upset and this because it, it's still legal. Slavery is still legal and it's still happening. People yeah. don't know that. Sure. It just looks different. I mean, that's, yeah. that's yeah. how it all It's a evolves, different name. You know, mm-hmm. after after enslavement, after Brown v. Board, I mean, yeah. all those issues that were fought, you know, segregation still exists, right? It just looks yeah. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have to make sure we're staying vigilant on these issues. And the yeah. thir- 13th, I think, is, you know, I, I, there are two things. If you could only absorb, like, two pieces of content at all related to kind of prison industrial complex or, you know, the struggle of African-American, in, you know, in the U.S., 13th, you know, for a visual medium, and then the New Jim Crow, um, yes. I would also recommend to read, yes. you know, written kind of form. I think those are probably two of the best, kind of concise, you know, it's a lot more than that, but yeah. um, they do a good job of breaking it down. Because, I mean, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And then it's infuriating, because it's like, oh, that's why things are the way they are. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. It's. But it's also like motivation and opportunity to be like, let's let's talk about this. Let's yeah. have these uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. because we're not going to get better or right. change if we don't. If we put out those blinders, it's be more of the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure. Why? Make it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Something related, but I, I guess at the same time not related. But like just the notion that like criticism of an institution or of, of a government or something like that equates to... Uh, uh, I had words, but now I don't. Equates to like disloyalty. Yeah, disloyalty yeah. or like um, I'm ungrateful. Like I just have never yeah. gotten the yeah. connection yeah. that like criticism. Because to me, yeah. you criticize something to make it better, yeah. right? Like it's care. A, yeah, it's accountability. Like I yeah. value this institution enough mm-hmm. to 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 criticize in order to help make it better, right? right? Yeah. Like it's. I just yeah. have never gotten the connection that like I'm ungrateful because I'm complaining about like no I, I yeah. want us to live up to our grand yeah. ideals of all being yeah. yeah. equal yeah. Um, and with liberty and justice for all but yeah. instead of it being liberty yeah. and justice for some like I just have never gotten yeah. that, that connection yeah um, and, well and you know sort of thinking about it from the perspective of an athlete mm-hmm. you know if your coach stops mm-hmm. telling you what you're doing wrong if your coach stops you know giving right. you that constructive criticism the coach doesn't care yeah. You know, no one wants their coach not to care. You know, I think it's the same way. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you show you care about your country, about your institution, about your state, your government, you know, what have you. You show you care by providing that constructive criticism, saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is an issue and we need to fix it. Right. That you know, accountability. Let's, yeah. Let's think about how we can make it better. Yeah. That's that's loyalty in my in my eyes. Right. Sure. Being willing to be like, look, we got to fix this. Yeah. Because if we... Yeah. If we're gonna talk about it, we need to be about it. Yes. So let's absolutely. let's work on it. Absolutely. Because it's so frustrating, like, to teach civics, to teach government, yes. and kids mm-hmm. raise their hands and say, "Um, but that's not how it works." We know we're working on it. We're, right. It's it's a yeah. look, work in progress, work mm-hmm. in progress. Well, I mean, kids at school learn, you know, about these ideals. I mean, kindergarten yeah. they learn about the golden rule and mm-hmm. you know, treat others how you want to be treated, all that other stuff, and then somewhere we unlearn it. And that's yeah, it's yeah. kind of the yes, because kids get it. Like if kids ran yeah. the world, the world would be so much a better place, oh, right? Yeah. Because kids know how to share for the most part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't want to do it, sure, but like they know how to conflict resolve better than yeah. many, many adults. Mm-hmm. In short, we should really listen to kids more. Um, for me, 
I've got two of them, sort of. First is the Loving Story documentary, which is a PBS documentary that came out probably in about 2007, I want to say. I could be wrong. But it's about an hour long, which is good for my attention span. But it talks about the Loving v. Virginia Supreme Court case. Honestly, I think it does a better job telling the story than the film does. I know I don't, you know, I don't want to make anybody upset with that. I think the film is a bit too long. But the documentary, in a very concise way, really walks you through the, through the case, through the briefings and such, and I think it's really interesting. It's very accessible because it's PBS. Mm-hmm. So go look that up. You can just Google it in theory or find this. It's called The Loving Story. The other one that is pretty easily accessible but more Moten-centric is uh, Ed Ayers, historian. He does a TV show for PBS, The Future of America's Past. And in season two, there's an episode featuring Moten. Uh, it's called School Interrupted, and it kind of walks you through the general kind of outline of the Moton School story and what that looked like and talks about the school closings and such. Uh, really interesting resource, really free, kind of open to the public, and there's some really cool kind of educational resources based around that episode as well. So if you want to go to, to Google or I guess to Bing or whatever search engine and search uh, uh, Future of America's Past, School Interrupted, and you'll see uh, the Moton School story presented there. All right. All right, guys, last question. What has been a day that stands out to you at Moton? I think the day that, you know, sort of stands out to me most would probably be the day when the first tour came through Mm -hmm. after I started. And it was a group of students from Longwood. And that day I was shadowing you, Kanan, um, sort of trying to figure out what is it like to actually give a tour. And, you know, that really just stood out for me because I am a college student, you know, but here I am on the other side of it, you know, and these college students are looking at me and they're like, oh, you work here. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, you know, I, I do, but I'm, I'm also one of you, mm-hmm. you know, so there's this sort of like odd... Yeah. juxtaposition of like oh this is this is kind of odd I am I am your age <laughs> but I am I am here standing at the front of the group you know and you have an email address yeah a you whole know, email address a whole email <laughs> address here at Moton so that was just it was just sort of odd you know having it everything I guess sort of come full circle mm-hmm. you know? You kind of have one foot in the professional world, and yeah. one foot, like you're still undergrad, right? Like you're mm-hmm. set. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, it's I'll, you know, go back to college, and then I will have had some decent work experience. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's I don't know, it's just kind of interesting. It's odd. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but now I thought of exactly what I want to say. July thirtieth of this year was very, very weird. Yes. Because. Okay. Yes. Well, weird, weird. 2020 has been weird, but, mm-hmm. you know, we closed to the public in March of this year, um, March the 3rd or something like that, mm-hmm. and, and we hadn't seen anybody, and so when we made the decision that we're going to reopen to the public on June the 30th, it just was like, there's actually going to be people in the building again, and it won't just be staff, and it just was, you know, exa- you know a sigh of kind of relief, you know, of, of exasperation, but also of slight concern just because, you know, we pandemic is still happening but like like yes people finally get to be back in the museum and we get to continue to tell about the story in a, in a physical sense you know just because there's such a big sense of place being here in Moton in the space in the room and in the walls within which this history happened mm-hmm. 
but it was just a weird experience because you know you don't know what was going to happen or people yeah. were going to yes. comply with the masks yes, and, sure. and people were going to feel comfortable. But but honestly, for the most part, visitation at Tomoten has been pretty comparable for what it would have been this time mm-hmm. last year, just with slightly less group tours and then no rentals. Yeah. Uh, but visitation wise, it's been steady. You know, yeah. I've been, been the guests have been very compliant with masks mm-hmm. and you know and, and social distancing and all that stuff. So it's been. An interesting experience, but I think a specific day had to stand out. June thirtieth definitely stood out because we finally reopened. Yeah, that was. It was. It took a while for me to get used to the door opening again. Yeah. It's like, why is the door open? Because mm-hmm. open is open. That's yeah. why. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, between March okay. and okay. <laughs> between March and June, the door open. We're just like, who's right, here? Exactly. Who's here? And it's like, ding ding, like, oh. Like, oh, wait, no, we're just open. <laughs> Check the phone. Like, oh, what time is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What about you, Lee? So, I guess a, a day that stands out, two things. First day would be my experience with Virginia Children's Book Festival. It was my second day. <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, Moten, um, stairs or something. Please don't mess up. I don't know how to work you yet. Please don't. Okay, chaos is happening. Oh, the, the bus is here already? That's great. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. We're going to go ahead and get started. It was definitely a drop off fire, but I learned a lot that day and just like how to manage groups mm-hmm. in the auditorium space. And then like another day that stands out to me was when we had the kindergartners from Prince Edward Elementary come visit. I'm like, oh my gosh, the babies are here. You're so little. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. And they're just all jazz and <laughs> yeah. excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I met them at the door. And this kid was like, oh, this is so exciting. I'm like, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. And then they're so chatty. They just want to tell you about their life story. I'm like, yes, give me your information. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. We do our, our worksheet as well, so let's talk about that. But if you want to tell me about your brand new cat, you can. Mm-hmm. That you got your nails painted, that's exciting. I'm mm-hmm. not yet. And it's just, because they're little and they're yeah. excited to be yeah. with you and just be in the space Something and new. it's all exciting. I'm like, yes, it's, when I'm having a bad day, that's what I think about. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. More reason to let kids rule the world. Honestly, that's what we did. Uh, we be totally for like, kid president. Well, I don't know what happened to him. I guess he's tween president now, but you know, he was an inspirational little yeah. kid. Alrighty, anything else for me there, y'all? I don't think we're good. That was solid. <laughs> that was a solid cat. No, you say that, yeah. Please. Go vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vote, 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 sure. vote. This whether is... your civic responsibility. You are sending in your ballot or voting in person early or on election day. When you're listening to this, election day will be tomorrow. Please vote. So, yeah. Go vote. Vote, vote, vote. All right. That's it for the Moten Mailbag. Send your questions at infomotemuseum.org. Until next time, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.